Hey Coast Wizard listeners, before we begin today's episode, a quick word from our sponsor Zenler Ninjas. That's Z N L R ninjas.com for all your new Zenler needs whether it's virtual assistants or you need site migration and everything in between. Zenler Ninjas can handle it, so check them out and now let's get started with today's show. Welcome to the Course Wizards podcast with Amit Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get ready to discover the latest tools and tips on how to create, teach, and market your online training course. Now here's your hosts, Amit and Chris. What's up, what's up, Course Wizards? Welcome to a fun episode of the Course Wizards. Today, I am here with my host, Christopher Maselli. He is on the spot today. What is up, Chris? Ooh, I feel like I'm under the microscope. (laughs) (laughs) You sure on the hot seat today because it's cold out there, huh? That's right. Yeah, it's cold out here. We had a big snowfall today. Every place shut down. We're in in northern Arizona where it's actually, we're up kind of in the mountains. So um, normally there might be a need to shut down, but there wasn't today. There wasn't any snow on the roads or anything. It all melted off. And yet all the schools closed and everything because no one knows how to (laughs) do anything in the snow here, I don't think. (laughs) Same same here, man. Uh, And in Texas, uh, just like Arizona, I think it just becomes ice. And that's the big issue. Like we have so many accidents on the roads right now, P- jackknife trucks and pickup trucks just sliding all over the place. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's not fun. We don't want the danger. We just, we just, we like the snow, the nice, pretty snow. Yeah, I know. Right. So to clue in our listeners on what we are talking about today, traditionally what we do is Chris and I, we have a Trello board. We'll write the uh, subject of that or the topic of that day that we're going to record. And then we'll have bullet points. Today is going to be completely off the cuff because Chris and I got into this fun conversation before I hit the record button with him hiring a virtual assistant and things just went from there. So let's recap that conversation, Chris. Why don't we start with you hiring a virtual assistant and what it's for? Yeah, so so uh, I started working with a virtual assistant uh, this past month, which Amit and I have talked about many times. In fact, I think there's probably about three episodes um, that we've talked about that in the last couple of years. Uh, one of them being just uh, a couple of weeks ago, episode 131, where we were talking about hiring a virtual assistant to help with course creation. And uh, so I, I, but I was looking for one, a new virtual assistant to assist with um, essentially marketing uh, and getting people to our website, uh, mostly through Pinterest, because Pinterest has our, um, uh, our, our main audience on it, which is women about 45 plus, uh, because we were writers and we teach people how to write books and how to write whatever they want to write and how to publish those things. And uh, so we wanted a virtual assistant to go to that venue, create pins for our blogs, and then um, hopefully get people to our website from those. And you found this person on what platform, Chris? Yeah, we, we found him on Fiverr, which has always been my um, platform of choice for VAs. When Amit and I talked about VAs a couple episodes ago, um, I, we talked about some of the other platforms you can use. But I've always loved Fiverr because it's a great platform where you can hire someone based on a specific task, Right. So you don't have to necessarily find someone for the long term. You could just say, hey, I want you to create a book cover or I want you to edit my podcast or whatever. Hire them for that. And then if they do a good job, you can hire them again. 
Well, in this case, um, I stumbled across someone who has done such an excellent job with what I've wanted done and for such a good price, I don't want to lose them. So I'm going to see if they might want to come on monthly to work for me in doing this uh, project. Okay, interesting. So you have someone, you've hired this person, she is helping you with Pinterest marketing. Now, let's tell our viewers, I mean listeners, uh, they can't view this, but listeners, what is yeah, the waveform? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? What's the niche? What's your niche that you're targeting, and who's your target audience? Yeah, so our target audience is that basically women 45 and above tends to be th those are that's who attends the writers' conferences the most, and um, uh, and so the niche is is teaching how to well we have we have four pillars to writing that that we talk about one is writing your book one is publishing your book then your branding and then selling your book so those are the four pillars of writing and so everything we do focuses on those four things makes sense and sounds pretty logical right first i write it yeah. then i have to figure out like the branding stuff then i publish yeah. it and what was the fourth one writing branding publishing and what uh, writing, publishing, branding, and marketing or marketing, selling. Yeah. Yep. Makes total sense. So you, your target audience is women 45 and over who want to write their own book. But we found something interesting that your lead magnet is not that. So tell us what's your lead magnet today. Yeah, so we created our lead magnet about two years ago, and it's been a good lead magnet. Um, uh, but a couple of years ago, well, probably Oh goodness, maybe three or four years ago is when we first got on Twitter and that just really took off. Like it was hot for us, right? When we've got, um, uh, about, I want to say about 45,000, um, followers on there, um, uh, it's just really has worked out well for us. There's a very strong writing community on Twitter. So because of that, uh, we started to notice that a lot of the questions that were coming to us had to do with, hey, how do I get my book noticed? How do I get an agent or an editor or a reader to notice my book? So we created a lead magnet, which is we've talked about lead magnets before on this podcast. This is something that's a quickly consumable item that people can download in exchange for their email address. So what we created was a lead magnet. You can get it at writingmomentum.com slash get noticed. If you want to look at it and see how we did it and all that. And what it is, is it's how to uh, get noticed by agents, editors, and readers. And it answers those questions that people on Twitter had. But what's happened is now that um, we've realized more, even though we had a lot of interaction on Twitter, we didn't have a lot of sales, right? Yeah. So uh, we realized, okay, we need to find where the sales are. And what we've discovered is that our audience seems to be on Pinterest, not Twitter. Um, it's a slightly different age group. It's a slightly different interest. And so now we're realizing, hey, I don't think this lead magnet's going to work. Why? Okay. So I'm going to put myself in your ideal avatar's shoes, which is very hard because yeah. I'll have to do You're a little 45 bit. You're a 45-year-old woman. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, one thing is they might be on Pinterest, um, but they could also, Facebook also is for not the younger generation. Like anyone 25 and under uses TikTok, etc. But 25 and over tends to use Facebook. So yes. I think 
that might be another platform for you to consider. Now, what are you going to do about your lead magnet? Because you've mentioned the four pillars. I And since your target avatar is a 45-year-old woman, are you going to rebrand your lead magnet to fit that? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, well, let me let me answer your question or your your thought about Facebook first. Um, Facebook, we we are on, and we have had some success with that because you're right; it does seem to have our audience on it. But um, Facebook, first of all, is it's a bit oversaturated, in my opinion, for a lot of the kind of writer stuff we want to do. Um, but even more than that, it's truly a social network, right? It's the kind of place where if we're willing to go in and spend time in the groups, um, then I think we could start to get a lot of traction. But we don't have the time for that right now. And so I don't want to uh, splinter off too much of what we do have time for. I don't want to dilute our energy. So um, that's why we're uh, liking Pinterest better right now, because Pinterest, remember, is not as much a social network as it is a search engine. It's the world's third largest search engine right behind Google and YouTube. And so for it to have our audience, an audience that is searching for things on there, I think it's a, a better fit. Okay. Um so um, have, having that said, what they're searching for then is, is what is it, th th how to get noticed? No, it's not. What they're searching for is how do I write my book, right? Yeah. How do I publish a book is really what they're searching for. And so we've thought about changing our lead magnet to um, how to publish a book in 30 days because that's something I've done before. And uh, I think that could be a really a, a good lead magnet. Okay. Interesting. So how to publish your book in 30 days is a lead magnet. Is it going to be a PDF, an ebook, or just like a video? What's, what's on the other side of that gated content? Yeah, good question. So I, I was thinking of making this a, I'm thinking of making it like a, uh, an expanded checklist of sorts. So in other words, I, I, it needs to be simple enough that it's not overwhelming. And of course, there's a lot of steps in creating a book in 30 days. So um, my thought is, is to uh, kind of do a high level view of here's what you need to do, what you need to have ready in order to publish a book in 30 days. And I believe I can do that in about a 10 item checklist. But okay. so 10 I, things you need to do to publish yeah. a book in 30 days. Yeah. 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 And, and then I think from there, if you've listened to our episodes on funnels, you know that we want to go next to a tripwire. So a tripwire is an, as a low cost item, because when someone buys something from you, they're, 20 times more likely to purchase again. So I'm thinking for the tripwire of creating a course on the exact same thing, only it's a full-on walkthrough. So it'll probably um, be a one to two hour course that sells, I'm thinking, so, let, let's say $27, $29 um, that walks you through, here's how to get your book done in 30 days. Okay, so it's just a video version of that 10-point checklist, but you're going to yeah. dive a little bit deeper into some of that stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. And now then, you, go ahead. You mentioned someone else is doing the pins for you. So you have that part covered, which means you have time freed up to create this lead magnet. What do those pins look like? Like, what are the tags? What is this person doing with the pins? 
Yeah, well, we should do a whole episode on Pinterest because I've learned a tremendous amount about Pinterest on the last um, six to 12 months. Uh, and I actually took someone else's course on it that was fantastic and mm-hmm. um, learned a lot about how the service works and what you need to have on your pins and all that. Um, we created a series, of, well, actually, we purchased a series of templates for our uh, site. So they all look somewhat similar. Um, or, or I should say they have the, or they have that feel of our website on them, right? And um, But then we can change out the titles, the images, and all that sort of thing on every pin. So everyone will look different, even though they have an overall similar look. Um, you can see them if you want. If you go to Pinterest.com slash writing momentum, uh, you'll probably see those um, by the time this course comes out in just a couple of weeks, because all the ones that my VA is working on now are going out with the mm-hmm. new templates and all that. If you go there... Um, right now, while you and I are talking, uh, they're not all out there yet, so it's gonna it's gonna look a little more like the old Pinterest uh, that I had. But um, yeah, every description of every board of the main board, it's got our four pillars listed in it. Remember, that's writing, publishing. Um, branding and marketing or selling your book. And so uh, every pen has got those as keywords, as well as things that have to do with the individual blog posts and that sort of thing. So uh, yeah, everything is key. You want to have it not, I wanted to say keyword heavy. It's not keyword heavy because Pinterest is smart like Google is and they understand when you're stuffing keywords, but you want to be sure to use keywords to help direct people to the right posts. Right. Gotcha. Yep, I see some of the newer ones and then you have some of the old stuff. So there's definitely distinction, very clear one between your old stuff, which doesn't look as professional as the new one, for sure. Like your, what is this, the first six, seven pins are really cool. Uh, Very well done. Yeah, and you can already see, in fact, I think those were posted this morning and you can see we've already had, um, I don't know, about what, about 10 views or so on each one, which is pretty good considering, um, you know, that these just got out there and we're just kind of starting all this out. So, yeah, these new ones, you can see the uh, similar tone of all of them, even though they look completely different. And um, yeah, we're, we're pretty pleased with these. Okay, and looks like you have you have a decent f- amount of following on here too. You have about seventeen hundred followers, twenty thousand monthly views, so not bad. Um, yeah, all right, so you have the lead magnet yep. that's going to be on here then, right? Yep. Okay. Well, yeah, and, and the lead magnet right now, if you go to that Pinterest page, you can see it at the top. Uh, we got a picture of it of the get noticed one, but that's the one I think we want to change. Yep, and I think this is the one that you and I had also looked at, and we like. We had talked about, like, you've had this for a while. Maybe it's time to switch it up a bit. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Time to switch it up. I mean, I I don't believe in necessarily retiring things like lead magnets just for the sake of retiring them. But if you notice you're starting to get into a slump with it, then, yeah, I think it's time. Okay. So we talked about this uh, virtual assistant. She's here. I think it's a girl. So she's going to do the pinning. Uh, you're going to concentrate on the lead magnet piece. Now, I know you mentioned you don't want to go into Facebook groups and spend your energy there, but what about creating a targeted audience of women 45 and over and promoting that lead magnet to them as a download? Absolutely. I love that idea. And that is that that is something I would love to do once we get that new lead magnet created. 
fact, it might be interesting to uh, do the same audience with both lead magnets and see which one takes off. Yeah, I, I, that's, a, that's a good test to do. I, I mean, I think once you revamp it, you're putting a lot of time and energy into it. So it should work. And yeah. it'd be uh, nice to do a follow-up episode. Maybe once you pick a budget, um, it would also be good to actually build your campaign live together so we can talk through what you're building, how you're building it, and our listeners can benefit from it. And then have you run the ads, see how they perform. Because ideally we want uh, what's called an SLO, right? A self-liquidating offer where maybe each lead costs you five bucks, but the tripwire pays for that five bucks if your tripwire is... 17 27 whatever dollars so you get some money back you your lead is essentially you're breaking even and then in the back end you will hopefully continue to market to them so i'm someone i got into your funnel uh i put i opted in for the lead let's say i didn't take the tripwire what's going to happen next uh oh i'll probably shed a tear um <laughs> but after that, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not sure what the uh, uh, I'm not sure what path to go on. Well, that's not true. I, even if you don't buy that, you will still be connected with us on our weekly newsletter, which right now is our strongest point of contact. We are getting well over seventy percent open rates now on our um, email newsletter. Which, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know a while back I talked about how we uh, doubled our open rates on episode 119. Well, now we have pretty much quadrupled or more those open rates. We used to get about 15%. Now we're getting about 70% open rates. And anyone who doesn't purchase anything or who does purchase it will be in that email newsletter and we'll be able to keep them connected from that, hopefully get them onto our writing podcast, which is also called Writing Momentum, um, and get some interaction going that way. Um, because ultimately what we want to do is lead them down the rest of the funnel. So we, we, you know, we've talked here about our lead magnet and our tripwire. The next step is to get them into about a $300 course is what we're thinking. That would be a full on course about how to uh, sell your book, how to do your branding, how to market it. So, you know, so, so you've come in, you've learned how to publish it in 30 days, and then here's how to sell it for this $300 course. And then our profit maximizer from that, the next step up would be, Hey, we can do some of this for you. You want us to format your book, you know, We'll, we'll charge you $800 to do all the formatting, something like that. So uh, it's a good way to lead people up. Uh, now, what's interesting to me is that before we started recording on it, you were like, dude, that's way too low. So give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what you are including in the course. Uh, $300 seems like a decent amount to charge for a course. But I was thinking from the perspective, if I'm 45 and older, I have more money stashed away. I have a writing is my hobby. Maybe it's not one of those things that, you know, like I'm dying to do, but I, I have an itch. I have a scratch it. And Oh, Hey, I just saw Chris's, um, Chris and Gina's ad pop through in my Facebook or my Pinterest. Let's check out what this is about. And then once I start going down that rabbit hole, I, I would say try different price points, right? Like, 297, 397, 497, 597. Keep trying till you find resistance. And that's that's your sweet spot is once you start finding resistance. Yeah. So I have to start at the top and work my way 
down, find, you know, find out where it first opens up so that anyone who purchases it doesn't feel like they spent too much. Well, um, it should be the other way around, right? So you start at 197 or 297. Okay, you got a group of people in there for that amount. Now, just up it. And well, that's the, true. So, so basically start off with the beta testers, right? Beta yeah. testers with us. We're going to offer it for a super low price. Hey, so if you're listening to this podcast today, you want to get in on a super low price, keep an eye on what we're doing. <laughs> Um, yeah, and and uh, and even if we push it up a lot higher, I do think I want to get to the point where I can have it be like a thousand dollar course, but we will regularly have a forty percent off coupon this offered or fifty percent off coupon, something like that, so that you actually get the course for about that sweet spot that we had originally planned. Gotcha. I mean, there are two two uh, thought groups out there. Some people say. To do that, what you just said, some people say never discount your course. So there's always exclusivity around it. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know which cohort is right. So it's it's up to us to test that, right? So you don't have your lead magnet ready yet. That's that you're going to work on. What about the course and then the done for you services? I'm guessing those are also work in progress. The done for you services we already offer. Um, okay. That is that has been how we have made our bread and butter for the most part over there. You know, as freelancers, that we we that's part of what we do. We offer mm -hmm. to help people publish their stuff. Um, but yeah, I think I think we're wanting to step back from that a little bit, unless it's you know just once in a while. And we'd really like to have the courses become more of a full time thing. So yeah, so so then it just becomes we have to record these courses, right? We've uh, we've already actually taught some of these courses at writers conferences, you know, over multiple days, and so it will not be that hard to refresh that and just sit down at a computer and record so um yeah i'm pretty excited about that and i i i think that's what we often tell people who are in this podcast right is take what you already know take what you've done before what you've taught before sit down at a computer and record it and you've got a course and it can be a really powerful course too right and so some of the things that you still have to work out is your lead magnet page right? Uh, the yep. opt-in page. Then from there, they're going to go to a thank you page, which will have the tripwire. So you have yep. to figure that out. Uh, design the lead magnet page, the opt-in page. Uh, I mean, the opt-in page, the thank you page with tripwire. Then uh, do you plan to have a series of emails that will be only for this audience? Or you're saying everyone goes in the newsletter bucket and we don't have like a automated series of emails that drives that person to a path to purchase? Oh, yeah. No, I, I want to have both eventually. Um, to start off, I don't mind throwing them in the big bucket because my big bucket is very active, right? Um, but that said, eventually, I would like to have for anyone who purchases anything or comes in through some certain avenue, we have a direct path for them, a specific set of emails for them right. to encourage them to, you know, uh, uh, you know, get a certain something that'll help them get on par with everyone else who we're talking to. So yeah, that, that, that'd definitely be a good idea down the road. I, I think you should think about that, Chris, instead of down the road. I know it sounds like a lot of work to have the lead magnet page, the upsell page, which is the tripwire, and then also all the email sequences done. And then also after that, you have to have the course build, the course set up a newsletter, the course sales page, and having some sort of deadline in there. And of course, all of this is done within Newsletter. You don't need any extra tools. 
but you still have to do it, right? You still have to put in the work. Um, but you already have access to uh, my template library. So it's literally going to be finding the right template, copy pasting it. What yes. I would recommend is if I have opted in for 10 steps to publish your book in 30 days or whatever that lead magnet is going to be called, I should get targeted emails for that specific reason, not from your generic weekly newsletter, because I'm more interested in that specific topic. And maybe I read that book, right, that I've opted in for, yeah. but chances are that I didn't. Yeah. Very high. I, I, th I think that's good. I think that's good. Um, okay. So, so let's, 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 uh, I'll have to check back in after I get a lot of this done because I think it'll be interesting to follow my process as I go through creating all this and see what kind yeah. of road bumps we have and what <laughs> what we learn from testing and all that sort of thing. Yeah, and it's okay if this episode is a little longer because I think we're getting some really good stuff from you yeah. and we are also discussing what you can do with your funnel to make it better. Yeah, so I would say maybe like have... It doesn't take that long and we are all subscribed to all these newsletters, right? So go through all your subscriptions to Amy Porterfield, Russell uh, Brunson or whoever you're subscribed to and look at what kind of emails they are sending leading up to the sale and simply just shamelessly swipe them, right? No harm yeah. on that. Uh, we're not going to recreate the wheel or if you're not subscribed to anyone in your similar niche, Go and do it today because by the time you get to that stage in three, four, five weeks, you will already have those emails sitting in your inbox and you literally have to copy paste them. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So I would say maybe have a two or three week series where every other day you send an email, uh, the first 10, 12 emails or the course of two weeks can be just teaching them different things, right? You already have those 10 steps, literally just expanding on them in each email. So yeah. think of it that if they didn't purchase a tripwire, which would have been the video, you're still doing the same thing in email, but they don't know that. And even if they do that, it's still broken up. So it's going to be hard for anyone to piece it together because no one's opening each and every email of ours. Yeah. And then right. lead them to, okay, hey, by the way, then you start throwing in snippets. Oh, we cover more of this in XYZ course. More on that to come soon. More on that to come soon till it actually launches. And then when I say launch, it's an evergreen launch, but you just put them through the whole timer period where, okay, now the it launches on a Friday. People get paid on Friday. Give them a week. And for that one week, all you're doing is sending the sales emails with more stuff about what's in the course, what's in the course. Here's what you can do in the course. And boom, you have the one week timer, one week ends, deadline's over. Sorry, you missed it. Or hey, welcome to the course. That's excellent. I really like that idea of selling the course. And for those who didn't purchase it, still give some version of the course. I, I'm talking about the tripwire in yeah. an email series to still lead them toward that larger core offer. Yeah. And this way you don't have to recreate the wheel and think, what the heck am I going to write in these emails? Because I know that's hard, but I, I, we can talk about this in the next episode on how I'm about to launch my membership and what I have done so far. But yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing. Yeah, that's really good. All right, cool. I'm looking All forward right. to it. Awesome. So let me recap this for our listeners and for you, Chris. And uh, what you have done so far is you are concentrating on Pinterest because that's where your target audience is. Uh, you have a virtual assistant you've uh, hired through Fiverr who is 
taking your blog posts, converting them to pins with branding templates that you have purchased. And we'll put all those links in our show notes. Um, then you are going to revamp your lead magnet. You said the last one was what, like four years back when you were, uh, you're getting this feedback from Twitter, but now you're realizing that you need to revamp that lead magnet to just say, Hey, how to publish your book in 30 days. And here are the 10 steps. So that's, that's right. going to be lead magnet that, uh, you're going to work on. Then you also have to work on your course and, during that, and then we didn't talk much about the profit maximizer, but you already have that figured out as your profit maximizer is, okay, you published your book, how are you going to market it? Hire us, we'll do the marketing for you, or hey, we'll actually do the whole publishing book in a box kind of thing where we'll do everything for you. We can even be a ghostwriter. Like you don't have to do anything. Yeah, that's good. And, and then you're going to potentially uh, experiment with Facebook ads, Pinterest ads, See how that goes. And then you also have a podcast in the mix with your wife, Gina. You guys are talking to your target audience in there. So maybe that's another way to promote these products and services. Is that it? Does that sound right? That sounds exactly right. Yeah, exactly. Because everything is about getting them to that first point, remember, is the lead magnet. If we can get them to our page, reading a blog or whatever, and then getting them to sign up for the free lead magnet, then we can get them into the funnel. All right. So one last thing here, Chris, the lead magnet, once it's ready to rock and roll, I, I believe you probably already have this plan, but sometimes our, for our, especially for our listeners, it's good to know. My guess is that lead magnet is going to be plastered everywhere. It should be in your email, uh, well, email that you already have them, but it should be on your homepage or on every blog page, everywhere people go. That should be the only gate to get into your newsletter. Is that correct? Absolutely, because here's the, here's here's the way, and this is uh, we have it this way now with our old lead magnet. But yeah, when you get to our homepage, um, now we've made it so that the, pretty much the first thing you see on our homepage is about the lead magnet, trying to get you in to say, "Hey, download this. This will be helpful." If you come through to one of our blogs, we've got it set up so that after the third paragraph of the blog, there's an ad for the lead magnet. Right? It's right there in the middle of what you're reading, and so the idea is that no matter how you come in or if you go if you listen to our podcast we've got an ad on the podcast for it no matter how you come in you're going to find out about that lead magnet so that hopefully we can move you on okay awesome well chris you uh, we already did the recap do you want to close this out yeah. Hey, I, I appreciate you all spending the time with us. I hope you all learned something today uh, as you listen to me working <laughs> throughout our own uh, course funnel. And uh, hopefully this will help you build your course funnel too, because this is what we're doing. We're all learning this together. And uh, and uh, we hope that you have found Course Wizards to always be beneficial in that manner. If you have, would you go ahead and rate and review and subscribe and also share this podcast with others that you know that you think will benefit from it? That just helps us get the word out. We really appreciate it. And then until next time, we just hope that you will keep creating and be creative. Bye. Thank you, Chris. Thank you all. Uh, one thing, last thing I want to add, for those of you who leave a review, we're going to read it out loud on the podcast with your name. So make sure when you leave a review, mention your name if you want to get a shout out on the podcast. Take care. I'm welcome. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Course Wizards podcast with Ahmed Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get a free PDF of their favorite online training resources, as well as notes from this podcast at coursewizards.com. 
Hey, course creator, this is Chris from Course Wizards, and I recently recorded a training that you're going to love if you're into writing. It's called Apps for Authors. In it, I share 10 apps that will save you time when it comes to productivity and plotting, writing, editing, formatting, and marketing your next book. And because you're a listener of the Course Wizards podcast, I'm making it available to you for free. Grab it at writing.fyi slash apps. That's writing.fyi slash apps.